right there. We're not here to talk about her. It is a click, risky click. All right, let's just go ahead and kick this off. Hello, and welcome to the Too Much Free Time podcast. I'm your host, Mark Burris. With me, as always, Peter Blankenship. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Solid start, Peter. <laughs> and John Girdler. <laughs> Lazy Sunday. Oh, this is a, a blade noise. That was a <laughs> no. This isn't. It's Blade Runner, <laughs> not Blade. It's not Blade. Oh, I watched the, the Wesley Snipes <laughs> classic. What, what did you guys watch? I watched Blade. I two. actually wouldn't have been mad if John had showed up and had watched Blade Two and we get the look on his face like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Gosling was in this movie. It's like, are you guys high? Ryan Gosling wasn't in this at all. Oh, so there were no vampires in your movie. Uh, I should also introduce special guest. Andrew Cox, welcome back. Hola. He heard Zach was encroaching on his numbers, so I think oh. Zach got a lead still. Well, yeah, on he's him. got a lead. Yeah. When did this happen? He's done like he's been five. gone for a while. Whew. Lots happened. We've watched a lot of movies, Andrew. Man, <laughs> hopefully all legally. <laughs> ah, most of them. <laughs> I haven't watched one illegally. That's great. I like to think I haven't. I don't know. Who knows? I can't go through all of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was my Yikes. pick. This week, and we're this is the last pick of the sequels, so we're fit wrapping up sequels this time. And so I decided to end on a good movie, and that was Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which is an interesting sequel because it really could almost just be considered a reboot too. Who are you to say it's good? Well, in my opinion, it is good. Did you not enjoy no, this? I, film? I thought it was a good movie. Just, <laughs> this just seemed like a bold statement to open with. Well, we. We, you know, our last movie was pretty bad. I felt like we should do a good one this time. What was the last one? Batman and Robin. Mm. That was a bad one. Mm. It, was a, it was an interesting one. Is <laughs> <laughs> that the one with the pow and kablam? Oh, no. no. <laughs> that would have been better. Although it was, it was that been parodying that. Like uh, I say parodying. It was referencing Adam West. Okay. But in a very bad way. Yeah. With Batman nipples and stuff. And, and ice puns. Loads of ice puns. Arnold Schwarzenegger was Mr. Freeze. Oh, that one. Yeah, with just uh, nonstop ice puns. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> but that's not what we're here to talk about <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, I. So have you guys seen Blade Runner like previous to this? Yes, I have. This is Peter. <laughs> yeah. John also has. For some reason, we had it on VHS, and I watched it at a very young age. Wow, interesting. That's, that's a tough movie. Yeah. on a young. Oh my god. Yes, with an asterisk for me because I fell asleep off and on. Oh no! Oh no! Yes, with a starting it. No, with a finishing. <laughs> I <laughs> but finished. You, but you know what? Like. You know what happened in the first Blade Runner, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, just that's the that's the main thing. So, like I was saying though, this is one of those sequels though that it's interesting just because if you hadn't seen the first one, like I would have been curious if just with you not watching the first one, if you would have been able to follow this very well because i think you can yeah peter and i talked about that on the way over here just the first five minutes gives you all the preface you need from right. the last movie and all this stuff with harrison ford's character isn't since it's not really the focal point because it's ryan gosling going through what happened to harrison ford you really don't need to see the first one well yeah because they keep bringing it up too, like all the sound bits and all that stuff right they do a good job bringing yeah. that up and i think that gives enough information where you could go, it makes you want to go back and watch the first one, or you could just, you know, watch this and be satisfied. And uh, I'm curious if they're going to make a third one. Uh, I hope not, because it looks like it. It would 
be kind of like a Battle Royale 2 or, you know, the second and third Hunger Games movie where it's not the purpose anymore and it's free the robots and I don't want another one of those. See, I think it could possibly be that, but I think they could go a different way with it too. Uh, The director just... His when he's been asked about it, just said that if this one was successful, he would he would be up to do a third one. So I don't know if this was. I mean, I it was critically successful, and I'm pretty sure it was financially successful too. So I'm not, I'm not sure what they're gonna do with it. I, I guess Jared Leto would still be around, right, to be the the villain. See, yeah, I but I wondered if they would do if they did a third one, if they would jump into the future, hmm. like further. So this one's thirty years after the last one blade runner 2079 yeah would they do that you think just keep doing giant time jumps who would be the the main protagonist i don't know no one i mean who's a good looking young strapping dude that would take that role probably they'll probably get one of the stranger kids Uh, stranger things kids that's probably (laughs) true none of them seem particularly (laughs) (laughs) i don't know (laughs) I just feel like they're just appearing in random movies now, even though I'm not critiquing because it's child acting casting right now Careful. has been on point recently. Like the it, I just rewatched it recently. I forgot how great all those kids were in that movie. Love that movie. Stranger Things. They're killing it. I don't know. It's been interesting. So I could see them doing a young hip cast Blade Runner, like summer camp type movie. <laughs> but yeah, no, the movie actually didn't do well financially. Yeah. And that, that, it's oh. one of those critically good, financially didn't bomb, but it definitely lost what money. Well, yeah, gross USA was ninety-two million, and the budget was one hundred and fifty. Yeah, yeah, I see that. It's one hundred eighty-five, or the well, like one fifty to one eighty-five, and then the box office was a uh, total was two hundred fifty-nine point two million. So that's a little under failing. That's kind of frustrating because you got to double that to break even, really. Yeah. Oh well, I hope they. Wait, do I'm confused. The math on that doesn't add up. No, so like with movies, when the budget's 185, they need to double that in order for them to break even in terms of their costs. What? Why doesn't that take into consideration under budget? Would you budget for that? So if your budget's 150, wouldn't that take into account like distribution and all that stuff? I mean, that's just not really like I. I guess that's they don't weird. really do that it's very confusing it's it makes it weird but uh plus to be successful you can't just break even anyway right so again we did that for nothing so well yeah because when they break even they end up losing everything or losing money anyway just because overhead for making movies is ridiculous so like the studio itself will take a hit when was the last time you tried to make a movie can't do it it's expensive it's a lot of money (laughs) (laughs) i applied for a loan uh, (laughs) got turned down i had to lean on my house or something (laughs) (laughs) let's uh let's jump into the plot real quick here (laughs) i think i'm back about going to one of those cash advance places maybe they'll not part of the plot not part of the (laughs) plot i want to make a so this opening this opening though with uh dave batista I'm happy Dave Batista's in movies. Like out of all the re- professional wrestlers trying to make it as actors, like I would never have guessed Dave Batista would be successful. <laughs> but he's he was good. He just plays the graph guy because he's robotic. Uh, yeah, kind of. It's I imagine it's really hard for him to be cast because he is built like a gorilla. Like he is massive. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> wow, you took it someplace that there was no need to I take didn't it take anywhere. <laughs> yeah, okay. you did. Right. We just can't oh, compare okay. people to animals. It's just okay. <laughs> All right. Yep. Anyway, this fight though was, was awesome. Interesting. <laughs> when it showed the other side of the wall, just <laughs> just bending constantly in. breaking through. Yeah, I thought that was sweet. I was kind of confused about the maggots thing. So they he's it's like synthetic. A, yeah. So Dave Batista farming was a or whatever protein, protein farmer. farmer. But why was it? Do they like grind those up for I the protein? I think so. Because like at the oh, beginning, the beginning gross. of the movie was explaining they didn't have any food; they were running out. And then Wallace Industries came in and was like synthetic pro, like farming saved the planet. And I guess okay, there's a so that's synthetic protein farmer being more specific. Yeah, I liked that they they set this fight up really well because they made it very clear at the beginning that Ryan Gosling's a newer model. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's more like advanced. And so when the Dave Batista fight starts and Dave Batista first starts kicking his ass, then Ryan Gosling's able to just like one punch him. You're like, oh, it's because he's more advanced. But this this scene was, uh, we've all seen Drive. We've all seen Ryan Gosling do Ryan Gosling now a few times. Yeah. And this the, the scene with him walking in and checking the, like he was doing the water and Ryan Gosling was just sitting in his chair and no one was saying anything. It's like, okay going to be a, another Ryan Gosling movie. Well, it felt like Drive, but to Ryan Gosling's credit, as well as the, the screenwriters, my biggest complaint with what you're talking about, the Ryan Gosling thing, like Ides of March is a perfect example of what pisses me off when they do this, is every scene Ryan Gosling's in where he's doing the, like, just, I'm serious, I'm not pouting, but or like brooding or whatever, he doesn't respond to whatever anyone's talking to him about. He's just sitting there. Yeah. At least in this movie, he responds. He is talking to people. So I actually really enjoyed that in his performance this time. <laughs> Which is weird because he's a robot. Yeah. So like, you would think it'd be the opposite. He was more human in this than he was in Drive. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he only have like two lines in Drive? I okay, think it was, so. It was more than yeah, that. Come on, like. John. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's step on any toes here. Too hot of a hot take. <laughs> nice cold take. Uh, I just, yeah, Peter, you already said it, but I really liked that shot of him Getting hit into the wall, and it just showed the other side just constantly caving in before they (sighs) came through. Yeah, Ryan Gosling got the shit kicked out of him in this movie. Yeah, multiple times. Yeah, yeah. It it looked like, I mean, I didn't see a lot of shots that could have been stunt doubles. You know what I mean? It felt like a lot of it was him. So, yeah, kudos. So like the Harrison Ford fight. The the one that really got me was like stunt double was when Harrison Ford was thrown over the couch and then we just see him sitting up on the couch being like oh I'm here I am oh yeah that was very much not Harrison Ford you can't I mean he's like eighty now yeah you can't throw around <laughs> but I hadn't even man. been looking for a double until then uh, yeah that one was pretty pretty obvious but uh, so after the Batista fight ends with you know Ryan Gosling having to put a couple in Batista's chest he told him not to get up. Yeah, I see. That's what I really liked about Kay's character was he like really didn't want to have to just kill these people. It, you think that was kind of showing you or having the audience think: Is he human? Is he robot? Was it I trying to like play was. on that? I think it was planting that seed of he is more sympathetic than others because even Harrison Ford in the original Blade Runners, he's pretty cynical and pretty cold-blooded about just killing these replicants and you're not even supposed to know whether or not he's a human in that one even though he's a replicant but so like i don't know i I agree with that i think that's what they were doing they were just trying to plant that little seed of oh maybe he's not like other replicants i don't know what did you guys think of robin wright because this is when she's introduced she's the lieutenant 
they just refer to her as madam but what'd you guys think my first thought was i guess she didn't get reelected president yeah madam <laughs> madam <laughs> president <laughs> was my first thought took a pay cut there to the <laughs> lapd <laughs> spoilers <laughs> i i liked her though i thought she did good in this yeah it's a little stereotypical of like the head of a police agency or whatever i i don't like um well, one, the term skin job, it's a little uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you elaborate on why uh, that I, I don't know. Or the other one was Skinner. Skinner, yeah. which I the kept thinking of replicants. Hot Fuzz for that one. Yeah, Mr. But, but like skin job, it's like that's just kind of weird to me. But I don't, I didn't appreciate the, how mean people were. And I didn't understand how they could tell just by looking at them who they were. Yeah, that kind of threw me off a little bit because the whole too. thing is if you're asking questions as a blade runner to figure out if someone's a well, that was the uh, the original way to figure it out who it was yeah the original model but we're, we're only 28 years later whatever 30, um yeah. yeah however old but then they designed them that way like i thought they alluded to designing them that way on purpose because people were uncomfortable not knowing who was who yeah. well it's up to and they the um love interviewing or like having the conversation with that woman about who what type she wanted ordered. They yeah. could be as realistic as you want. But looking at Ryan Gosling, nothing was giving him away as a skin job. My my interpretation of it, though, was more of a, if you had grown up seeing them around, you'd like, pick up traits of how to spot them. You know what I mean? Like uh, That's just kind of how I interpreted it. Because I had that question as well. Uh, but it, it just seemed like, I mean, even kind of how Ryan Gosling walked, it didn't seem like super robotic, but he did seem to have like a more of a glide than everybody else who was just walking. If that makes sense. And, uh, I don't know, maybe it's just one of those grow up around it enough. You just spot it easily. But yeah, the hate was just sad. Uh, yeah, the, but the like main plot of this story kicks off with Robin Wright just because they find the box that contains what we find out is Rachel's bones. And that robot thing is pretty cool. He's just like snapping his fingers and whatever. And oh yeah. The drone thing. Yeah. yeah. That was that cool. It, so the movie is really good in that it's still keeping with how eighties it looked yes. from the original movie, but then, um, being sophisticated, like his car was dingy AF, but then sophisticated also. Right. And that was really cool. Like the Atari advertisement yeah, still like being Pan there. Am was one like, of the buildings. They're not, big yeah <laughs> but in this alternate universe no. i guess they still are one of the first notes i writ da- wrote down was legitimately like 40 minutes into the movie i was like what someone give this man a star wars movie i want to see him make a star it wars reminded movie. me a lot of the um where did they go in attack of the clones where the movie opened up and the shape shifter is like they're hunting it down because oh she in tried to that's on course on. That's just like oh, the just down city. And yeah, it reminded me a lot cities. of that. Yeah, like I, I got a very much like you gave this. If you gave this director, what's his name? Because he did like Sicario and Prisoners and all these. Oh, Dennis Villeneuve. Nueve. I can't say it. I'm <laughs> struggling. I get what you're going Dennis for Villeneuve. though. Yeah, that guy. He's done all these awesome movies, and when I found out he did Sicario too, all I could think was. He needs to make a Star Wars bounty hunter movie with this kind of visual style and the writing that was in Sicario. Oh my god! <laughs> like Boba Fett. Yeah, that's all. Or we other, want. we could do other new creative bounty hunters. No, know. it's it's gotta it's be gotta Fett. be him. We bring Star Wars into everything. Right. I I 
don't know how I feel about this next scene though when they like when they dig up the bones and everything and they're examining them. It's kind of one of those things where you don't know how strong the replicants are, like what their skill sets are, and it's something that kind of bothered me in both movies because like you know, Ryan Gosling just is randomly like, what's that? So he's able to spot something. Enhance. And then it just keeps going, and he's the one that finds the barcode that reveals Rachel was the replicant after they have discovered that this skull or the skeleton gave birth to a child. Yeah. Which is like a crazy revelation, but it ruined it by him finding it because I was just like, wait, how is he able to so spot that? So what can't that? he do? Yeah. I mean, you could boil that down to him just being very observant and not knowing what it is and needing... I mean, I can't remember. Does he explain what the scars were or was that well, the doctor the, that explained he the doctor did, scars? Yeah, he finds the, the things to ask about. He's like, well, what's right. that? Can you enhance? And the well, guy couldn't a, get any closer and he takes over. Like, he takes the wheel from the guy that, whose job it is to do this and he's like, what's that? Enhanced serial code replicant. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The name of the the name of the doctor was Coco. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Because I didn't I didn't catch his name in that scene. But oh, then but later, later when he's murdered, Coco's dead. Yeah. <laughs> I was confused by. It. I was like, wait, who's Coco? Who the hell is? What a that was not a great name. Slow down, Robin Wright. I don't know who Coco is. But yeah, the just it it was one of those things that took me out of the movie for a second. For sure. And it kind of took away from that revelation because this is the plot main plot point is that a replicant they can give birth gave birth to i don't even know what it would be what what is the baby of a replicant is it another replicant or is it hu- more human or well and this isn't also so with the genetic match thing where there's a girl and a guy and they're the same oh that was the cover that was part of the cover, the cover up. up who's the guy I think the guy was, oh, I kind of almost took it as Deckard, like that he put his own DNA in, or maybe it was one of the other replicants that was helping them, and they just took it and threw it in there to cover up the tracks. I was kind of confused by that, too, though. Because the girl is in her own little water globe thing. Yeah, and we'll get to her in a second. That part, there were some questions left unanswered for me in this movie, and that was one of them. I'm like, who's the boy? He disappears. You're led to think it's... Ryan Gosling this whole time like is the child but then he's not and yeah the we skipped over though and I wanted to get you guys opinion what do you guys think of the AI girlfriend played by um on a our, day li- our little brother really liked her yeah he's like I need me one of those he's like you're not supposed to want that well that's it's- like I think it, honestly so this movie isn't supposed to be just about this subject but I think it covered the subject of an artificial intelligence that seems to be self-aware yeah it's her 1.5 or something yeah take my hot take but (laughs) but i was just gonna say like (laughs) i think this does this idea of like an ai forming a relationship and whatnot better than her did like john did you ever see her the joaquin phoenix i i didn't see it but she goes to space at the end because that's i don't think it's space it just goes into space with the the other ai it illustrates what uh what all guys think they want but then when you see it played out you're like actually i don't think i want that and through the movie you keep hearing joy commercials being everything you want to hear see and you know her voice keeps permeating in the background certain shots and then it's interesting when you're trying to put that in context with some like AI that is very sympathetic to Ryan Gosling. And then later he is like, Oh, that's just what I wanted to hear all this time. Like, Do you it think still is wasn't that how you true. took it? Yeah. You took that joy was not 
not like that his sentient. joy yeah. was not that sentient. No, because the advertisement later when it was like pink haired and she well, came yeah. and she called him Joe. Well, I mean, I, I took the Joe thing as just like because he didn't have it. You know, they call like guys that pick up prostitutes a John. You know, it's just like <laughs> yeah, but to call I him Joe, I think that that was on purpose. Yeah, for I, sure. I think because it the whole oh, time it's everything sad. you want to yeah. hear, everything you want to see, and like what he wanted was a real connection, and that's what she was picking up on, and she was giving that to him. See, uh, I took it as more she was more sentient, and that's oh, I think man, that was that the makes point me more to make you think that. Yeah. Dark, yeah. darker and pull all the way at the end. Yeah, oh, God, just that hurts complete more. Right. Yeah, because like even him thinking he's special and he's not. You know, like literally everything he was thinking his whole life is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> he thought it was a lie. Then he thought maybe it was real. And then, no, it in fact was a lie. <laughs> I thought the pink haired girl was going to end up being the one of Rachel's children. Oh, you mean, wait, the giant pink advertisement? You're was talking, gonna be? No, he's talking about the girl from Halt and Catch Fire. Oh, uh, Mackenzie Davis. Yeah. Yes. Is she real? She's a replicant. She, she no, a replicant? she's a replicant. They're all, all Because those people. she says she's real, but I guess that's a lie. Well, well no, she's everything physical. Else well, when she walks up to him and introduces herself, she asks if he's going to arrest her because he, she's a replicant and he's a bla- she knows he's a Blade Runner. No, doesn't she say, why don't she you does. check under my eyes to see? She does, to yeah. see if I'm... But and, she, and then she says something about replicants or real him girls. Him liking real girls. Yeah, she's she like, hears, oh, you don't like real girls. Well, she heard the theme... The, the Peter and the Wolf song is the theme that's for... That's what that was? Yeah, that was it's, bugging the shit out of it's me. It's the okay, theme Peter for and the joy. Wolf. And so like that's already fake. So it's interesting that a replicant is saying that they're real next to the computer. Being, you I know, thought like, she was just lying. Oh, yeah, no. Because I thought the replicant went joy, joy went out and got Halt and Catch Fire Girl she did. to be real because she thought... But she is more. Real. she's already more real than Joy was. Right. Still being not real because she's a replicant. Hmm. That's also sad. Yeah, this is sad. Man, you guys just made me real sad though cuz I this took it, I took it as the joy he had was J O I, sorry. Oh, it's that intentional that it's joy. <laughs> was more sentient and why she wanted to be on the emitter because it was more of an actual That's what he yeah. But the thing is that's, that's what, what he, he wanted. But I don't think that because yeah. in the ra- in the scene in the rain when he gets called back into the office, which is a good segue because we're about to and that's go into this. But he's she says, "I love being with you," and he says, that's "You what don't he wants have to." to hear. S- he says, "You don't have to say that." Right. And she has more of a realistic response. I don't exactly. Know. She didn't say anything. Yeah. Damn she, it! I'm just yeah. realizing I would fall victim to this shit. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, we that, all would. I would when, have one of these in my house, and then my life would be. The point is that so he's sad. he is lonely and wants things exactly like any other normal, you know, non. Yeah, they never had conflict, which is also I think important because you just have conflict in a relationship, and there was no problem they ever had that couldn't be conquered by like something that was so easy for him to do, and yeah. then she was so willing to give him everything he wanted. Now I'm just sad because <laughs> I really liked that part. I liked. <laughs> <laughs> you sound so defeated. Yeah. I am, man. I liked the. I just like the subtlety of like how she would change outfits to different stuff, and then her casual. But look. it's matching what oh. he because she's trying to go. What do you want? Yeah, and she, you're falling for it, Mark. I did. Yeah. Shit, I need to rethink some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. To the next. So existential now. <laughs> So he gets called back to work and they go through the bones. And then once they figure out a replicant gave birth to a child, I like that Robin Wright is immediately like, no, 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 we need to get rid of this. Yeah. 
I'm not going to be the one that lets a grenade go off. You know what I mean? Like that whole conversation is one of the things I loved about this movie was the writing was so on point in terms of characters actually understanding the significance of what's going on. Oh yeah, that would not be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it just cuz that was part of the only thing that separated them from humans at that point. It's like, oh, they can't give birth. Well, yeah, and it's also just the understanding of you know, people not only she makes a good point of saying like not only would the replicants start to realize something, but the humans would freak out too. So it would just be we'd have a Westworld situation. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> I'm. I finally watched all of Westworld season two. I'm not going to go into spoilers about it or anything. So you're safe, Please listeners. Don't. But this movie handles sentient robotics ten times better than Westworld, and they did it in two and a half hours, not ten hours of a show. I'm sorry, but Westworld season two pissed me off. All right, ran over. Back to later. Anyway. <laughs> We're just gonna let that hot take go. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. You haven't even seen season two. I've seen he's about four or five episodes. Telling of you it. what you want to hear, Andrew. He's That's not, not what I want to hear, John. <laughs> That's what you need to hear. So this is the this is a really cool scene. He flies to the old Tyrell building to um, like go through the records. We kind of get a little bit more info about apparently there was a blackout twenty years ago. There are a couple incidences. Yeah, twenty twenty. I think there was, oh, a there was a blackout. There was a purge. Oh, oh well, the purge happened prior to the first Blade Runner. I think, or I, or maybe it was right after the first Blade Runner. It was around that time because they referenced a couple events. Right, you know that was ooh, that was before this, and that was that, and yeah. So it was, there was the purge, the blackout, and then apparently a, a dirty bomb went off in Las Vegas, but they don't really explain that either. <laughs> but I really liked that shot of flying over the city, going to the old Tyrell building, and it was the pyramids from the first movie, and I don't know, it was really cool. Uh, I'm pretty sure the guy that was working the archives was Victor Zaz from Gotham, which was kind of weird. I didn't catch that, but uh, it looked like him. I only watch quality television, so I no, that's no, not even true. no, that's fair. Gotham is not quality television. <laughs> he watches so. Big Bang Theory, so okay, Ooh. it's been several years. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a Gotham years. season two pissed me off. On <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so this is where we first introduced to uh, love which is the replicant that works for uh, Mr. Wallace. Which, when you first, or maybe this was just me. Jared Leto. But when you're first introduced to love, and then she's in that... Um, meeting? Yeah, the meeting. It looked like she's like showing emotion, and it's kind of like uh, someone that is relating to... Maybe has some feelings. Well, I, I don't she, know. She, she, she does throughout because yeah. she cries. Yeah, yeah she strikes she's me crying when he like then, kills the. Yeah, one she's then she's crying. like ruthless though. The rest of the movie, but I feel like. I'm but is it, is she crying because she, he's gonna kill that person, or she's crying because she's like in awe of Jared Leto's character? Well, I think she's crying because she's. I I think she's feeling something, but it's conflicting. I took her character because like Ryan Gosling, when he meets her, she introduces herself as love and he immediately calls out like he gave you a name. You must be special. So I took love's character as Jared Leto's first attempt to make a more human, like a high level replicant. You know what I mean? That he's striving to try to create. So I think she probably has more human-esque emotions than the other replicants. And do you think which she is could, why he keeps her close? She could be sad too because so he whenever Jared Leto's around he's like Oh, he is a god. Talking about god. Um obviously. <laughs> he is god apparently in this movie. <laughs> and so she 
wants to be the best, I guess, for him, but then she knows she's falling short because she can't give birth, which is this whole mission that they're going on to. And so, like, she can also feel inferior. Right. That's what I mean by conflicted. I think she feels emotion and, like, I think she feels special, but also feels because she's helping her creator make a better version of her. Yeah. And so I think that's where her, like, confliction is, which I think this actress did really well. Like, I was very blown away by how her just her character and i thought her, that was cool her name was intentional i'm sure because oh, yeah. love is one of the most joy human love emotions the uh did you feel like she was hitting on ryan gosling in the archive room by the way i feel like every female character in this movie hits on ryan gosling that it's, they probably can't even help it like probably can't damn it did it again what i'm talking about is they when they find the archive or rachel's archive and it's the the test uh, Decker did to her in the first movie. Um, she says something along the lines of like being asked personal questions makes you feel more human, don't you think? And then asks him a personal question. So it's just like how she did. I was like, ooh, is he? Is she coming on the wrong house? They would have been a cute couple, Joy and Kay. I like when I was, the door got I caught. I was Team Robin or Love oh. and Kay. Robin, Robin Wright. Oh, because that was the other thing. Robin so Wright definitely weird. came on to him, so right? What happens when I finish this? Uh, you refill it? Yeah. That's okay. Because that was another question yeah. I had. Was like, was she definitely was she, she definitely was? was okay. Coolio, Coolio. Did y'all think the first time we saw Jared Leto that is it Leto or Leto? It's Leto. Okay. First time we saw Jared Leto, it looked or it sounded like uh, Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne or kind Batman of. impression. Yeah, kind of like his Batman. I don't even remember what his line was, but I was like, that's Batman. It's it's interesting. So is he blind? Yes. Okay, so he is blind. And then he has the, the, the thing floating that he puts that where he can see. Because okay. he takes them off so he can feel. Okay. Ooh. It was so that's weird. How, I think that's how he knows for sure if the person's a replicant or not. Oh, is he by the it's touch? by touch. Hmm. He trusts his touch the most because he's the creator. He can feel it out by touch. That's Which is why he takes him out when Harrison Ford's character comes in. And he goes, you've always been a mystery and all that garbage. I know he is feeling up Harrison Ford. I'd feel up Harrison Ford, though, just out of appreciation Hot for that take. man. The, uh, <laughs> Jared, the creator. It's interesting. What did you guys think of Jared Leto, though, through this? Uh, I thought the concept was interesting. But him quoting the Bible all the time was a little annoying. Yeah, that was my only complaint, was he did too many God things. Al- I was just going to say, to be the creator, you'd think he would be more creative in his... Because the first, <laughs> but the, the first time he, he did the God thing, I actually I thought was that fine. was a pretty cool introduction to him, of him sitting in the dark saying an angel doesn't enter the kingdom without of heaven gift. without a gift. Yeah. Happy birthday. I thought that was pretty sweet. I was like, ooh. But the did Rachel you, thing at the end, yeah, like God like remembered Rachel and gave her a child. You know, yeah. it's like, okay. That wasn't okay. Did you, any of you know, so there were short films that were released before this movie came out to like hype up. Did you watch any of them? No. The mm-hmm. one with Jared Leto is interesting because it's about him getting the rights to make replicants again. That's said in the opening hey. like credit thing. And it's basically him like threatening the people that were in charge of it. It was, it's a pretty cool scene. And I was hoping I would see more of that in this more of that Jared Leto, but he's really kind of just in the background. He's the whole pretty one dimensional. Yeah. In this movie. Yeah. So I think the favorite line was when Harrison Ford asked him, do you have kids? And he's like, Oh, I have millions. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. Harrison Ford's got some good lines in this movie, by the way, her eyes were green. 
Yeah, th- I Boom! wrote that down. That <laughs> killed me. Yeah, that I love that line. <laughs> Her eyes were green. Ooh. Okay. Is there? So an, sorry to interrupt you here, but is there another movie Harrison Ford's in where his wife's name is Rachel? I just feel like I have vivid memories of him yelling Rachel. So that's a uh, Christian Bale. Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is. Uh, <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> Maybe I'm off base. Who here. are you going after, brother? Rachel. <laughs> 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 we'll go after Din, I guess. <laughs> Uh, okay, so after this visit to the <laughs> Tyrell pyramids, uh, we we kind of are following the track of you know the missing child to kind of cover up all this stuff. And so this is when um, he goes back to where Dave Batista was living and finds the tree, you know, carved into the date and whatnot, and the sock of the baby, and he has a kind of flashback thing. And uh, this is when Robin Wright comes back in and basically just, like, hits on him. It, it's weird. It but felt weird. Coco's dead at this point. Oh, yeah. Because love comes we, in. I skipped over that. Love had killed Coco to get them bones. <laughs> I thought she was going to shoot him, but then she just breaks his neck with, a, like, a... It seemed Punch like a little karate chop. Just a little one. Just like, poof. That's all she needed. I know. A little love, love tap. That was kind of scary, to be honest. <laughs> nice. No, nice. what? Because it went unnoticed uh, by The way his posture was... For that. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, because she's pissed that that's all he got. She's like, "You just you got a sock." I thought that was a little funny. She gave him a love tap. <laughs> Said it again, did you? <laughs> <laughs> For all of us that didn't catch it the first time, uh, it's interesting though um, <laughs> when uh, Robin Wright like just that whole dynamic of like I just I can't wrap my head around. It felt kind of out of left field that she would just be like hitting on him. Yeah, it it does it doesn't need to be in the movie. I don't think. Yeah, because I to be honest, I took their relationship it, from little we saw as more of like a stern mother and son. Yeah, thing. like you're my bitch. Well, like, well, get like, back here. He, I want to check your baseline. Well, it, it, I took it more as like <laughs> she, she check more than her baseline. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, you know that Ryan Gosling's character was her favorite, but more of a like a mother thing, not a. Oh, I want to bang him, kind of way. I don't know. It just they're just weird. having fun with Ryan Gosling. You know? Just yeah. trying to trying it out. This is when yeah. Ryan Gosling though has the the describes the memory of the horse and it being like hidden underneath the the furnace. I thought this was weird because in the first movie, the maybe it's just how the new models work or whatever with the replicates. Oh, I guess it has to be because the there's a different person creating the memories that are implanted, but. Like the memories in the original Blade Runner are super trippy. They're like unicorns running through a field and like uh, riding a bicycle down a you know neighborhood street, but it's like sparklers everywhere. You know what I'm talking about? It's like it was so weirdly filmed, and this was just as gritty as the real world. And maybe it was, that was the point because it's a real memory. Yeah, because yeah. it was a real memory, but it just kind of was interesting. Not to do this part, but I was thinking of the Rick and Morty episode <laughs> with the memories. And how they knew it was real was if it was bad. And that applies oh, to this. Because yeah. all the memories that she was making for them when we in- were introduced to her, were they're there all good things. You know, like a birthday party or whatever. You know? Oh, but the bad But this one was bad because he got the shit kicked out of him. That's how you know it's real. I oh. thought they said the way that you know it's real is that it's a mess. And it's well, chaotic. they did. Yeah. But before that explanation ever happened, I was thinking of the episode where they knew it was real because it was negative. Uh, which right. is the same explanation. Similar. 
Why did all the kids have shaved heads in his flashback? I imagine it's disease stuff. It's well, they cleaner. also had shaved heads when he went back. Yeah, to that same. Well, well no, yeah, that's what I'm just saying. I think in that yeah. orphanage, it's probably like a lice thing. Of it's just easier to shave the heads. Keep lice, so it begs the question: Why keep was her hair here. not cut? Well, it was just shorter. I think. Right. Yeah, the, the girls. Flashback? The girls didn't have shaved heads. Only the oh. dudes did. Oh, weird. Okay, then. I don't so. Know. Going back, though, that would make sense then why in Ryan Gosling's memory, his hair wasn't cut. Oh, because it, it was a girl. That is a good tell. Oh, that's awesome. You should put that on Reddit movie details. That's a good one, Peter. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Uh, we didn't talk about the baselines, but what did you guys think of the baseline scene? Yeah. That uh, was interlinked. Interlinked. That was this movie's version, though, of the, what was the, it wasn't a Turing test. What was the test called in the first Blade Runner? How they found replicants? Because that's what it reminded me of. Uh, the emotion has uh, like some type of like emotional disturbance test or something, right? And so in this one, they just called it baseline. And then I did notice. So what they're quoting, what he quotes in the baseline, is the book that's in his apartment. So I'm wondering huh. if he picked it as the baseline test, and then they they just keep throwing it at him. And if he responds to it differently, that's how they like can tell. But that's a crazy scene of just interlinked. Cells, cells inside of cells. Yeah, interlinked, interlinked. Just like you know what? That sounds good. How about you say that three times? How many? Do you think that took a lot of takes? That seemed complicated <laughs> to try to respond to all those. Like I wouldn't have been able to do it. Well, he just, he just said the last word of the sentence that the last person. Oh, did. that's true. He, he, he would say to what they say. They'd be like interlinked, and then he would say interlinked. Yeah, he would. Yeah, I don't know. It's it a weird call and response because then when he was off, because I also didn't know if this was playing on what's going on inside his head. Because the second time he does the test, and we're getting getting all these negative emotions that he's being coached into repeating. Right. I I took it as how they can tell if they're not at baseline is them responding to the interlinked or question or whatever without actually thinking at all like they just say the word because their their minds aren't anywhere else you know what i mean but i think because the questions they ask in between the interlinked and cells inside of cells are emotional based questions of like how do you feel uh holding the hand of a loved one you know what i mean and so i think if their mind wanders while answering that it's a sign of them becoming too emotional is how I it's interpret it. It's like a weird lie detector test. Yeah. It, it was cool, though. I liked it. <laughs> Not <laughs> admissible it cool in court. <laughs> um, so is this where he goes and talks to who ends up being Rachel's daughter, the the girl who makes the memories? He goes there after... Um, so he goes to the orphanage before he does that. Oh, he goes to the orphanage before that? Because it's when he's off his baseline that he she's like, I can get you out of here alive. And then it's within that 48 hours, I think, is when he no, goes. No, no. No, he, he gets, goes twice. He goes there before that. Yeah. Because that's where he gets arrested. The baseline is after he says, God damn it! And then yeah, leaves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> leaves that one to be like, what the right. hell? I liked that scene, though. I mean, I did too, but what if you were just her? Yeah. Well, so, no, but that's the key part of this scene that I, I didn't really realize until a second viewing was how they both respond she, makes yeah. sense. Because it's her because memory. Because they, they just don't understand why the other is reacting the way they are. Because she's bawling. Because she realized it's her memory. He interpreted it 
just as, oh, it's my memory. So he freaks out thinking I've lived my whole life thinking I'm one way when I'm not. So it's actually an incredible scene. I like it blew my mind once I went back and watched it being like, oh my gosh, that's why. But is her room just a door anyone can walk through if they know where it is? That, yeah, they didn't show oh. like a sec- there's no security or no doorbell. Like the, like the scene from Westworld. That's what I thought of. Like that, except you can't enter into oh, the yeah, thing, yeah. but that was the same. <laughs> 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 the, yeah, so he, he goes, oh, so he went to the, oh, yeah, sorry, he went to the orphanage. And that was a whole weird thing. And then he went and talked to Memory Girl. Yeah, he's talking to Mr. Cotton, and he's like, I don't know anything. And then he gets bitch slapped. He's like, I think you can help me out. Yeah. That orphanage seemed really, like, hardcore Oliver Twist. (laughs) Yeah, when he comes in the door, and, like, all the kids are just like, hey, I bet I know who you want to talk to. And they just kind of bring him, and they point. Like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. When uh, Once he gets arrested, though, and fails the baseline test, Robin Wright, I was kind of confused by how she phrased this. I interpreted it as what she said was, you have 48 hours to try to fix yourself. Right. Yes. Which is like to get back to baseline, not to disappear. No. No. But she, I think she knows that that he's probably. Well, because he went off, because she, like, he turned in his gun and his badge. He was off the case. He was suspended. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. With pay. But, uh. (laughs) With pay. But yeah, I was just kind of confused because I, I, when I was reading stuff about it, a lot of people took that as Robin Wright was covering for him, letting him escape. But that's not how I took it. I think she was giving him the option of escaping or coming back. It if might have been do a it. double, yeah. Yeah, like an unspoken message. In yeah. There. Well, yeah, because I mean, she opened up that with going, I can guarantee you getting out of this place alive. And then, you know, and if you can that, return to baseline within 48 hours, cool. If not, good luck out there. Yeah. And then this is when he decides well he really kind of commits and talks to joy about how so he believes he is the unborn child or he not unborn child he is the child <laughs> born of rachel of, yeah he is christ begotten is, by rachel yeah the, and so his he, name is joe wait so but is robin wright's character essentially giving him an uh a decision like he can continue to be a replicant or he can be a person well i think she doesn't know that he's possibly that child. Oh, for sure. No, that but that yeah, that's not my my question. Like, does Robin Wright's character giving him an out to be a person because no. she likes him? I think she's giving him a chance to just make a run for it so he doesn't get killed because because if he she, comes back, he has to be a replicant. But if he leaves, he can be a person. Well, that's he, my uh, and she clearly cares for him. That's uh, that's a good and way so of putting he that. Could, actually, she could be saying like, "Oh, you can go and be." A stranger, you know, loving somebody as being a stranger, Harrison Ford's quote from later on. Yeah. No, that's a good thought. I hadn't really thought about that. That's a... Hmm. When do we get the threesome? Did we... Uh, oh, yeah. Good. Oh, it's before he disappeared. It is before he... Because yeah. he's having the conversation with her, uh, with Joy about, you're right about everything. Um, I need to find out. You know, he's making the declaration of, I'm, I need to find out what's going on, da 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 and then uh, it's right after that. It's right after. Yeah, he it's right Robin Wright. Yeah, because it's right after he makes the declaration. The door opens and Mrs. Get, Prostitute walks yeah, in. You get fired, and then you go to a threesome. What a day! What <laughs> this roller is the, coaster yeah, emotion. I don't know how I feel there. This is the <laughs> weirdest 
trippiest sex scene. I want to know how they filmed this, though, too. Honestly, it just looked like somebody screwed up the editing. They're like, we can't quite get these people to look the same, so we'll let them, but, like, flash over. Was, which I know is the so point, but it, yeah. I was just like, this is... I thought it's it not looked, what you wanted to see. Yeah, I thought it looked exactly. so cool though of how like it'd be just shots of um, Mackenzie Davis, then shots of uh, Ana de Armas, I think that's her name. But just like how it'd go back and forth as they walked, it would just fold in and out. I thought that was really cool. I liked them syncing up. That was a really cool scene. I don't know, and I, I, not to talk about her again, but again, a better way of doing that whole. How do you have a physical relationship with an artificial intelligence? That's what got. So we're not supposed to know the Halt and Catch Fire girl is a replicant at that point yet. And we know. No, no, we know she. We is. do. All I, those hookers were okay. replicants. I didn't. Okay, but because to me it would seem like if you have a replicant and you have a AI sex worker. Okay, <laughs> my bad. And you have, you so, know, yeah, so joy that they can sync up better than they did, and it wouldn't be so glitchy. Hmm. What? Well, this is your classic Android and Apple phones don't talk to each other very well. You have to force them to play together. <laughs> they that, connect to honestly, different. That might be it. It <laughs> might be something like that. Yeah. They connect to different servers, I think. <laughs> well, oh it also God. it also implies dot com versus different dot latency. Net. Dot what was dot org? Well, AM also, FM waves. Sorry, Mark. We're just well, <laughs> I, no. I'm just no, no, no. I'm continuing this conversation though. It's it also could just be that thing of it doesn't seem like sex working is legal. You know what I mean? And so maybe they're not designed to do that because that would be illegal. You know what I mean? Oh, and they're connected to the dark web. Exactly. Come on, John. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, they're not allowed to do it? Well, I just think it's one of those things of like they set up protocols to try to not have that happen. With With replicants. Yeah, with joy and replicants. Well, what's that big sex office the pleasure model no the off in the office like where you hear and oh, see that's a good silhouettes point, of people is, having sex so that I is like a brothel you can give yeah. in to your base desires but well you can't okay. have sex with a hologram so this is just like in today in uh you know in the states prostitution's illegal but we still have brothels around we, we know where you can go Nevada, it's to have. Oh so, yeah, there's a couple places. Is we all inclusive? Yeah, but that, <laughs> but that's also like in John. the in the public eye. Like you can see it. Like it's not a window. Like I don't know. Yeah, I but they, know, that's an interesting. Anyway, yeah. We're getting really down well, this rabbit hole of how this threesome worked. I like it. It's I like sex, it. But this, <laughs> this kind of sets up the sex cells. <laughs> so at this point, though, off world, we're on nine other planets. These are the slums of the slums. Is who's left on planet earth which is what i really like about the blade runner movies is that earth is like now the you know the bad place to live and everyone's trying to live on these crazy planets apparently that we never get to see i don't want to see them so if there's a third blade runner movie don't go there keep it on earth i like how they They go visit matt damon's character on elysium (laughs) (laughs) take us 30 seconds to get to mars oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) had to be said had to be said Uh, i expected a better delivery and a better spot but that's okay is that jared leto (laughs) (laughs) i like the kings and queens (laughs) so after the this trippy threesome or whatever uh, it, it confused me how she slips the tracking device she in just it. puts it in his pocket because he's a dummy. Well, because he's wearing a giant jacket. <laughs> that true. jacket's awesome, yeah. though. But I want that. Is it cold enough to warrant that? It know. is later. It's snowing at one point. Yeah, but it also <laughs> looks like he's in the desert. Yeah, the weather was confusing in this movie. Uh, Global it, change. You know, I think, honestly, change. like there is some hints of just like no real weather 
patterns. Control, yeah. yeah. It's raining, then three days later it's snowing. snowing and then he's in a dust storm. It's snowing in like LA too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Wolf. The, uh, the end times. No, I just mean by the, the, the tracking device in his jacket thing threw me off because then when he later finds Harrison Ford and they're attacked, the first thing I thought of was like, oh, so that uh, replicant sex worker was working for Waylon? Well, we, and then no, no, we no. find out later. But we wasn't. know because the three sex workers are there and then the woman in the coat comes and says, find out what he knows. Yeah, but we don't know who that is. So no. that could have been someone working for But Waylon. we knew she was like a spy-ish person. And, and, the, and they know that he killed Sapes? Not Sapes. Soaps? Sappers. Sappers. Oh, yeah, Batista's yeah. character? Yeah. Yeah. So they're okay, informed. They, they were informed about that. Um, I thought that they were going to, when they took Harrison Ford's character, they were going to take, uh, I'm blanking on his name. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Okay. Yeah. Well, because they know he's not the child. Could be a reason they're not taking it because they're not interested. They know that Deckard was a part to play with the procreation droid. Yeah, but why not take Ryan Gosling's he character He was leading there? them to Deckard. Yes. So then they come and they get Deckard. Why not just kill Ryan Gosling? Well, they thought he was dead. And he was going to die, but That's he was rescued always by do the, the double tap. They clearly did not watch Zombieland. No, they did not. What did you guys think of the surprise uh, actor from uh, Captain Phillips? Talking about getting the... I called it. I, <laughs> I said, I'm the captain here. I think you did that in a racially inappropriate way. No! And then Luke said, oh my gosh, it is. Because it <laughs> is. That's so It's lame. that actor, but it's funny that you did that, Peter, because my note is actually, I'm the replicant now. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I like to see it. I'm just like, I can get you a horse. It's like, I don't want a real horse. And because it was wood? Because it was valuable because it was real? Natural, that was Natural cool. resource, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a cool little detail. Like he could name what he wanted. Yeah. We had a little bit of wood. <laughs> <laughs> Which made me think, a little bit of wood go goes back a long to Dave way. Batista's house, cut that tree down, that's a lot of wood. Well, it's dead. It's a fake tree. Yeah, it's a, de- oh, a dead it was tree. A dead tree. Who? Or fake. Who holds on to it? A de- like, it's dead. Because it was it's like, like being propped up or held up by the dead. things. Well, so is the wood that carved that. Yeah. Well, okay. Through talking to this guy, <laughs> <laughs> just through talking to this guy, though, they find out they the it came or was in Las Vegas. So he needs to head out to Las Vegas way, Nevada way, and uh, this is what I was talking about earlier. Of the they just kind of like subtly reference oh yeah dirty bomb went off in las vegas no big deal don't you remember the dirty yeah, bomb like, there's only one happened? place that's this dirty yeah <laughs> they're talking about radio- radiation i guess that explains why everything's like pristine though in there it's like the Chern- chernobyl kind of effect that's what i said when we were watching i was like man this place is a little too it's like clean a, yeah it's a desert chernobyl it's a little weird. too red i liked it though it was a really cool design and just the, the cinematography scheme. in this movie is awesome. Oh yeah, for sure. Well done. It got nominated, didn't it? I think. I think, it did. I think that was one of the only. It, oh, it, it received got. five uh, nominations: best cinematography, best visual effects. Um. Oh yeah, just a lot of effects. Because all the stuff oh, was just so seamless; like it never looked that fake. Well, this is one of those movies that I think did an incredible job of everything was practical and then they use CGI to highlight it. You know what I mean? Like it it's it's weird an example, but I was watching the Bob Ross <laughs> Twitch stream the other day. Okay. And you know how he he'd do the mountains and he'd be like, I'm just gonna take a little bit of white here. I'm just gonna 
scrape it across. Okay, you just want to have that a little bit. And it just like all of a sudden the and mountains look 3D. Yeah. That's what this effect does. It's crazy how they do that. As opposed to just what like the early like prequels in Star Wars do where it's just everything is CGI to the point where the things that are real look out like a stick out like a sore Yeah, thumb. like the cartoons where the background is really dark but the one door you know like that's oh, super yeah. bright it's like well that's going to open but, at some yeah. point. It's <laughs> Scooby Doo, it'd be the bookshelf and you'd see one book highlighted and be like, "Well, they're clearly going to pull that book." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, I loved the visual effects in this movie. Uh, while Ryan Gosling's adventuring to uh, Viva Las Vegas, Robin... Ooh, I didn't expect Robin Wright to get murdered. This was a crazy scene, though. Yeah. Um, grabbing her hand. Oh, oh, my God, that must hurt. Yeah. That's all I can think of, <laughs> just breaking the glass, and it's just like... Ow. Props to Robin Wright for staying strong, though. <sighs> Had to stay strong for the crew. <laughs> she, st- she stayed strong for the crew. <laughs> I thought that was... That whole dialogue exchange was awesome. Because the whole, like, they can't lie. And then she's like, well, I'm going to say that you tried to shoot me. Exactly. Oh, and just the fact that how emotional she was while doing it. I bought it. Hook, hook, line, and seeker. Yeah, because she was telling Robin. I'm a fish. Right, that uh, (laughs) Ryan Gosling had lied to her. You know, well, he said it's gone. It's destroyed or whatever. And, you know, replicants can't lie. And then she's like, I'm about to lie. (laughs) 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 We can do that. Also, did she think she was really going to fool the replicant by just hitting a little button there on the bottom to make yeah, all the screens all go the blank? Screens, and she goes, yeah. It's like, why are all these? Oh. Boom. Holding her head up and scanning, and then it just yeah. hits the table on the way back down. Ooh. That was a... That was... I, Overkill? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> so disrespectful. <laughs> uh, so this is, though, where we finally get to see Harrison Ford, who's like, you know, second build... On the poster, he's in this movie maybe twenty five minutes. Yeah, we're we're like two hours. <laughs> yeah, in the movie. hour forty seven minutes yeah. is when we see him. Oh my gosh! But I liked this fight scene they kind of have because it didn't feel like a fight scene because one Harrison Ford's ancient and two Ryan Gosling's not there to hurt him. So it was this weird like chase kind of just trying not to hurt him. I don't know. It was cool. I like the scene a lot because. Usually in fight scenes, there's crazy music going on or whatever. But then in this scene, there's a little Not, bit of music yeah. and silence, and oh, they're still fighting. Like the Elvis impersonator. It was By really the cool. Way, this Vegas seems awesome. I want to go to this Vegas. That was a cool, like, how it was all designed, the different shows. And he know, said he cool. had millions of bottles of whiskey. Oh, yeah, because everyone just left it behind. <laughs> millions. Which, I have a question. So, the radiation was all over Las Vegas or whatever. Are they both safe just because they're replicants? Are they not affected by radiation? Or That's a good question because if they can give birth, I feel like they can get cancer. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I... That's a one-to-one. Well, like if they are able to have their cells replicate that, you know, and like create a child and the child that like is replicating cells within cells within cells that's interlinked just, See, right that's, that's what interlinked. cancer is <laughs> that's why i was i'm still not convinced cells interlinked. that i could just be completely <laughs> wrong that harrison ford's character i know everything points towards him being a replicant but they never like well in the first movie they one. never say and they never really say directly they just kind of like lump him in with a bunch of replicants but like wouldn't you have to have something that's alive come together with something that was dead and so like if harrison ford's character was a real human that would provide the but i mean okay so if we're gonna talk anatomy like you'd still need a a live egg 
with your live swimmers going up. We're not going to, I don't want to go too down this wormhole, but. But it's, you know, it's a good thought because it's what this movie's about. Yeah, it's, (sighs) so how I took it though was because, you know, it is pointed that Decker is a replicant and especially in the first movie, that's a big deal because all the replicants as a security measure are given like, what are they? Four years. Four years to live. I think one of the reasons Jared Leto is so fascinated by him is because he, Decker was one of the few replicants Tyrell made without that, which is why he's still alive. And just like, I think it had more to do with Decker not having a, you know, a cap on his lifespan as well as whatever he made Rachel. Cause Rachel was supposed to be a special replicant as well. So I think it was a combination of those two. And I think Jared Leto kind of calls that out when they finally meet too, yeah. which we haven't gotten to, but when he says, did you ever think that maybe all that was designed for you to fall in love with her kind of thing? So that's know. kind of retconny because it's not in the first movie at all for that to be a thing. Even the fact of um, them having kids and then for Jared Leto to go, we had the information and then it was lost. And so he's trying to find it again. I kind of appreciate creating a problem in that space of time where there wasn't a problem and we're having to go back i don't like the fact that it basically says the first movie doesn't really matter ultimately aside from the that harrison ford ends up with rachel Hmm. that's i mean i just didn't take it like that though i don't know because it's still i think the first movie is really it the message of the first movie is just about if you have like what is life and like how you live such a short period of time it's the whole tears in the rain speech you know what i mean like I don't know. That's so. I didn't really I don't take it as it gets rid of what the first movie was about. I just think it builds off of it in an interesting way. Like it segues into another direction. I don't know. Uh, where were we though? Oh, so Harrison Ford and him fight it out, and then they have their conversation where it's so weird because Ryan Gosling's being so around the bush about saying, "Hey, I'm the kid," which I'm kind of happy he didn't. Now, because that would have been awkward for him to be like, no, you're not. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so if I understand it correctly, Harrison Ford wasn't there for the birth mm-hmm. because he was long gone. He was long gone because he knew that if he stayed, they'd find him easier or something. They were They're just being, being hunted, hunted, so it's better to not be together. Up. Yeah. Well, because I imagine decker was more of a high priority than rachel because decker or, was a blade rachel runner. died rachel so died. well yeah rachel died and then decker was a blade runner so he's more of a priority so yeah i i it made sense to me the logic of why he was where he was and why he disappeared like that all tracked to me right mm-hmm. what did you guys think of just harrison ford's performance in this overall i liked his performance in this movie than the other movies that I've seen him in, I think. Yeah, he's better in this than yeah. Ender's Game. Oh, yeah, he is. But that's, I don't blame him as much as I just blame the writing in the movie felt so weird. The book is 10 <laughs> times better. I think it also helps that he's only in there for 25 minutes. I don't think I could take a full movie of Harrison Ford in like Small it. doses. Well, it's, it's weird. Like, I hate to compare these performances, but they're very similar. So him and Force Awakens and him and this, because he got he didn't get criticized, but people joked around with him a lot about that he had just done Force Awakens and that was, you know, him rebooting a character he played in the seventies or eighties or whatever. And he's doing the same thing with this. And really 
he didn't play them the same, but it was almost that sa- similar in the regards of they were in there for a short period of time. They really threw out the emotion in the scenes they needed to, and then just kind of walked away. It was, I liked it. It felt more powerful. To blame Harrison Ford for being a part of two great. No, they were blaming. Fran- like Star Wars is great. The first Blade Runner is great. And like, well, they were just laughing at him because he hadn't been in any movies recently, and then he comes back into acting to redo what he has already done. <laughs> Nostalgia. Yeah, it's his fault for being uh, memorable. <laughs> hmm. I think it was at Comic-Con someone asked him a question of just the whole, like, if there's another movie that you were in in the 70s that they want to redo, would you do it? And Harrison Ford him to go, like, F himself and that he would do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> Harrison Ford just seems like that guy that's naturally an a-hole, but you just respect him. Yeah, there's <laughs> some one of the late night hosts was interviewing him. He's like, yeah, I mean, they pay you. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. At least he's blunt about it. So we had talked about it a little bit. So this is when Harrison Ford gets captured by love and the other mm, replicant deep. people. That's a deep sentence. Yeah, there's captured a lot, a lot of meaning there. Love. I didn't mean it. <laughs> but... This is where I was confused because I thought they found him, them, by the tracker. But how did they actually find him? Is it ever explained? Well, so when um, they were just following, Love was following Ryan Gosling from like space, it looked like. Because oh, when like, she had, like a, satellite. a drone thing. Yeah, because she took out all those people. Yeah, we skipped over that scene, but that scene was awesome. Well, she- Look, and people were exploding. She found him the second time because of the computer screen. Like remember, she oh. goes into Robin Wright's office and she like reclicks yeah, it on. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, "Oh yeah, there." And then they flew to Las Vegas. Yeah, the oh, exploding people right, was at the right. orphanage, and then the Las Vegas was after killing. I, I like the when he she's doing the whole drone thing earlier in the movie and killing people. I liked it for two reasons. One, that was incredibly well shot, and two. Did you see what she's getting on her it was fingernails? Like My Little Pony or whatever. It was, it was like but it was reindeer, but they were moving. Yeah, <laughs> that's nuts. You can get gifts on your fingernails in the future. That's pretty awesome. And Coke still. And Very the, important. Yeah, in Very this important. world, they're gifs. Oh, gosh. I hope not. <laughs> oh, because it's post-apocalyptic, there, of course, it'd be gifs. <laughs> uh, so this is where... This is the only complaint really I have with this movie is I do not like this whole replicant freedom movement. Who is I don't who either. Rescues Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Nope. It just, you can trust us. We're more human than humans. Well, it's it it's a weird thing of them being like we just want to be human, which is an interesting emotion to like dissect and go. Yeah, I down. get it. I want to be human too. But their thought process is they're gonna fight the humans to. So they're not slaves anymore, mm-hmm. and then they'll be human. I don't know. It's yeah, yeah. Well, they have to dethrone humans, yeah. So then they can impose. I mean, it's kind of the same premise as the first movie, where I forget the dude's name, but the silver-haired guy. Oh, the the main main, main bad guy is like, villain. I just wanted you to know what it's like to fear, and so they're gonna have to do that again. They're gonna have to reassert their dominance and make everyone feel fear. I feel like that's somewhat the plot of X-Men as well. From like Magneto's perspe- yeah. perspective. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. The mutants. I also just don't like Charles. the subplot <laughs> because it's just it just Elfie goes towards <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> people like our desire to save somebody even at the expense of ourselves. So like you know, there's this movement for animals to have personhood and we need to give them personhood. 
it's kind of like the same with AI. Like if we create AI, we need to give them personhood because we're terrible. I don't know. I just don't it, like that. Well, we always have to be the vi- like true enlightenment for a person is to find out that we're villains is what it seems like. Yeah, I just it's one of those things where I don't get in a lot of these sci-fi movies when we do the whole AI giving them enough intelligence for us for them to do everything for us, but then we like go too far and give them more intelligence than they need and they end up trying to like overthrow us. Like it it just always feels so weird that there's not any sort of safeguards like with the other replicants they did the whole four-year thing so this couldn't happen and so it's weird that i guess that jared leto's character wouldn't have had some sort of safeguards or something i don't know i just the main thing i didn't like about it was it's kind of what you were saying earlier peter was as soon as they introduced this, it kind of took me out of the movie a little bit because this has never been what those movies are about. Right. And it's been contained up until this point. You're like, wait, we're exploding it, well, all of a sudden? Yeah, well, it's. I shouldn't say it's not what these movies are about. It's not about the revolution. It's about the idea, the concept, of, like the talking point of, is it okay that we're using essentially sentient robotics as slaves and like to have that conversation? I thought the whole point of the first movie... With the spaceship, like, so they leave or whatever, and they go back to where they were created, they being the replicants, in hopes of overthrowing their creator. I thought that that was... Well, so it's kind of explained that most, like, 90% of the replicants are off-world at different, like, mining colonies, and they, like, fight in wars and stuff like that. So I think they just meant that they'd go to space or whatever to like rally more behind him. Not necessarily like that's the point where they overthrow more of like, that's just where everybody is. That's how I kind of looked at it. But yeah. So it was weird that the boss lady, the one eyed lady who is the girl we find out is the woman who sent the sex workers to talk to Ryan Gosling. Cause Mackenzie Davis shows up again and like introduces everybody to everybody, you know, which was kind of weird. Uh, but I just like, it's weird that they want Decker dead. Like I didn't, that didn't track to me because they think that Decker has memories built in that lead him. That would potentially lead them to his daughter, which is what makes uh, Jared Leto's character. Or was it, is it Leto's character that says it was very clever of you to have no memories. Yeah. Right, yeah. So I think they don't know that. They don't know that. They think that he has memories. So they think they can use Decker to get to the girl. So it seems like both factions in this regard want the girl. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I think that's one of the reasons why I really like the ending of this movie is because it seems like Ryan Gosling doesn't help either side. Yeah. Ryan Gosling's literally like, no, screw both of you guys. Which, I, I don't know, I just think it makes it a better ending. because So this is... What we talked about earlier, though, this is where Harrison Ford meets with Jared Leto. So this this could be a premise for the next movie, though, with him not helping. He doesn't he doesn't take a stance, but the resistance wants her as a poster child for like this is what we can be. We can procreate, yay! And then um, Leto wants it so that his slaves can procreate, and then he can just have a army of slaves that make more. I- I think a smarter tact for the third one, or an interesting tact, I should say, is for the third one to actually 
you you do a human like the protagonist be an actual human not a replicant and if it's at this point of the whole like uh, some sort of civil war thing has broken out then it just coming at it from a different front because for two movies we've seen replicants kind of understanding themselves i'd like to see a human figure out what's going on as well i don't know i thought and decide which which side you to even take. do a prequel with that i feel yeah. like yeah that'd be cool the uh you guys know that the, i mean it hasn't been fully proven but that this technically takes place in a, the same quote-unquote universe as the alien movies did you guys know that? No, I did not know no. that. It's it's like it's it's I think it's more of not like a canon thing as much as it's an Easter egg kind of making a joke that the same directors like yeah because Ridley Scott was supposed to be the director for this movie but it interfered with him shooting Alien so he backed off or something like that yeah uh, yeah that oh that was it, it. Yeah. it is <laughs> that sorry not something sorry. like it it is that <laughs> that but is it's it's different things like so David in the Alien movies and like the Androids in that were like the competitor replicants um, things like that and then it's like uh, I forgot what the name of the company in Aliens is isn't but Jared Leto in the um, who plays the the young hip happening one in the new alien movies who's in charge of the who's robots in charge of the robots who's in charge of um david yeah um i think isn't that bill crudup what i don't think jared leto's in those movies but uh i just think it's a, like an interesting thing uh so this harrison ford jared leto like conversation, I felt like it was supposed to be a bigger impact than it ended up being. Does that make sense? Like it felt like it was, this was the point that it was all like headed towards was them to finally have a conversation, but their conversation just was more of the same of what everyone else has been saying of where's the child. We need the child because Jared Leto wants the child because then he doesn't have to make any more robots. They can just procreate, procreate themselves and so it'll save him money as well as be able to m- manufacture, quote unquote, more to meet demand. That's yeah, what I, I gathered I from that whole speech he, I, earlier. Also, his God complex, if he can re- uh, retain control of something that can create, then he's created something that can create much like God. Oh, yeah. That that puts create. It, yeah. So I think that's why the chief aim for him is that, but also to multiply. Yeah, the puts millions it over billions. the top. He will be God. And maybe setting it up for another movie, too. Maybe, that yeah. conversation. I would like Jared Leto's character to come back if they make a third one. He he seems interesting enough to where I want to know more about him. Um, so basically, it's just... This is a, one of the cooler scenes of the movie of just, you know, Jared Leto's like, I'm not going to torture you. I want to offer you something first. And then we talked about this earlier, but uh, the newer version of Rachel walks forward. And as far as CGI faces for younger actors because that's been a trend going on right now this looked great yeah it was really good i don't know if it was because the room they're in is really dark and so she they could kind of hide stuff but that looked like her yeah like that was scary (laughs) i think it was the same thing as um uh fisher in the in the star wars movie at the end, because oh, I was looking at her, and some of the facial stuff reminded me a lot of when Tarkin was having too many facial movements or something. Oh, so you don't think it looked smooth? I thought it looked a lot it better looked than better those. than those two, but like it, yeah. I mean, like I, I, 
I almost Googled to make sure, because it almost looked like, especially her walkout scene, it almost looked like they cut that from the first film, put it in, and cleaned it up. That wouldn't like, surprise that's how me. how clean it looked. It was... It scared me. The hair scared me. I got <laughs> it scared me in the first movie. Yeah, I'm like, you didn't like the hair. No. <laughs> I love or the you. box dress. What the? It's the future, man. Oh my god. Oh, it's a parallel future. Yeah, yeah. Bold uh, visions for Jared, where we so would be. Jared Leto's character is like, I'm not going to torture you because you know pain reminds you of the feeling. No, he that, likes pain. Yeah, because it reminds you pain because it reminds you of the feelings that you've had before. Yeah, or whatever. That's the real. joy you felt was real. And then he tries to bring that and then they shoot somebody. He's like, Oh, you don't even know what pain is. I'm going to torture you. So it's like all for not. Yeah. That, that was, was kind of, wah, wah. kind of was wah, wah, cause it was a cool line and then he just kind of backed off. Yeah. And we already said it, but that when Harrison Ford's like staring at her and then just walks away and looks at Jared Leto, just her eyes were green. Oh my God. That was incredible. <laughs> then love just ices her. Uh, so then they're going to take, they're going to take Harrison Ford off world. I guess to, I don't know why they have to take him off Torture world. Study. I have everything Torture I need. Because they want to get the information. World. They're well, still trying to find his daughter. Well, I guess it's what you were talking about. Earth is like the slum. So I'm imagining there's like a more high-tech lab. Yeah. More high-tech than his palace. Than his pyramid. <laughs> yeah. Which isn't his. That's Tyrell's. So he Waylon took over the Tyrell stuff. So, interesting. The fish jumping out, never fully realizing what he would do once he's out of it. Or whatever the line was. You know, what he would do when he found land. <laughs> fish always jumping <laughs> that seemed like a tone of you did not like Jared Leto well I think that line is on the nose about what a robot's gonna do when they finally reach their personhood you know when they when what they desire is realize what are they gonna do with that that's true they haven't thought about that they're just jumping trying to be out of water but fish belong in water as slaves <laughs> because I'm talking about replicants <laughs> not fish <laughs> <laughs> so this next scene though is the final kind of like set piece this like chase like and shootout. you didn't like this, this fight mm, no nope. this whole set was super confusing like there were random hills or well, they're on the like, water right but then there were spots where they could touch and it looked like the ship was like parked on a slant well when she so when he takes out the two other cars and they're flying and she does the whole can we make it and they say no she said tells him to turn around and so when he turns around she gets back to the beach. Like, she, they mm-hmm. crash onto the beach. So the waves and stuff hitting them are just because they're on the beach and there was, like, that giant wall or whatever. Uh, so that's, like, I imagined the hills and stuff were, like, the sand dunes. Then they went into a wall, over a wall. Then it was beach, then ocean. And then mm-hmm. I imagined there was, like, a rocket ship platform out on the ocean that they were trying to reach. Hmm. I was just confused that whole fight scene about the landscape that they were on yeah and why they're i liked the fight though like i thought that was pretty sweet i i liked that she got the better of ryan gosling and like stabbed him a bunch and then when she got when she thought she had the upper hand i liked that he appeared out of the water like jaws and just grabbed her by the throat but when she stabs him and this this was going back to her feeling inferior and having to prove to herself that she's like the best because she goes I'm the best oh, one. Oh, and she kisses him on the lips. She totally wanted him. I was right. Yeah, that's right. That confirms it. <laughs> I, I thought she was killed when she when Ryan Gosling shot her the first time because it was like it looked like a yeah. There's blood. Yeah, on there's the blood chair. everywhere. Where was she shot? I don't know. We never know. No, I don't. I think he missed and she got him. No, no, she bleeds. 
in the ship. Yeah, a lot of blood, oh, and it I looks like a death shot. shot. Well, he had I to choke got, her out. Originally, though. I thought she got shot in the face, but then no bullets there. So I don't know. Because <laughs> in a fight, you know, if I just shot someone, that's that's where my hands would go. Bam! Right, right yeah. in the wound. But fresh. <laughs> I don't know. I I liked that fight though. I thought that was a pretty crazy. Like, I got way too many close-ups on George Harrison or George Harrison <laughs> Harrison Ford's locked hands. <laughs> George like Harrison I, Ford. I get it. He's like handcuffed. Why do we have to he keep? Can't, I kind of wish he was uncuffed times. earlier so that we could see him fight. You know, you can't get <laughs> you cannot get Harrison Ford at that age to fight. Get a stunt double to fight. <laughs> oh <Okay>. man! <laughs> so <laughs> that so, would have made it better, huh? <laughs> so after That's how this, I would fix this movie. Yeah, I just don't like this scene. Have an eighty-year-old no. man throw some punches. I liked, I I liked it, but I can see what you're saying though. It, it is a little bit hectic, and the rest of the movie isn't really like this. Like it's not an action movie. Well, the rest of the oh, and sorry. then this was like a, an action scene. There's enough. You, there's enough sprinkled into where it didn't feel out of place. Yeah, but culminating in a boss fight, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I I don't know if I'd say boss fight. What? What's well, like the best replicant versus maybe the a better replicant? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, when yeah. you first said the rest of this movie, I thought you meant after this point. I was like, Peter, there's like five minutes after this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank so, God. <laughs> so long. Uh, so yeah. So Harrison Ford's like, ah, oh, you should have let me die in there. He says, you did. Now I'm going to take you to your daughter. <laughs> so I guess... Harrison Ford has a senior moment. He's like, are you sure? I did. <laughs> <laughs> this is heaven. So With Ryan Gosling, absolutely. <laughs> so now that we're at the, the end of this movie, though, I'm. so I took it as Ryan Gosling is dead because we get the scene of him kind of laying on the steps and feeling the snow, and then he kind of just looks up and then stops moving. So I took it as he's donezo, right? That's how I took it. Yeah, but I mean, they left it open. They could Who easily knows? bring Rye Baby back for yeah. I wonder, if, I wonder if that's why they <laughs> twenty sixty nine. Nice. <laughs> I wonder if that was the intention, though. If it was legitimately, they didn't know if they're going to do another one, so they left it to where, like, oh, well, he could technically still be alive. Cut away, cut away. But well, I hope he because does dying it, for a cause makes th- him more human. Yeah, I like that wrap up to that character, though. I felt like it worked because he went from by the book to questioning everything <laughs> to you know feeling human. Yeah, and it's sad because his whole rug life was pulled out from under him, and that was the only true taste of being a human that he had was to die <laughs> to sleep no more yeah the i didn't like that it ended just with harrison ford putting his hand on the glass because like, we didn't even get the confirmation my thing is what else is he gonna do like i said hey <laughs> <laughs> that would be terrible oh no, uh, so, you left this <laughs> so i first thought i first thought it was gonna be a thing where he was gonna take her away or something but i realized he can't because she would die does so she I have think, that disorder, or is that where she was put for safekeeping? And she's being lied to. Yeah. Mm. See, I think it's real because I think that's one of the weird things and kind of the irony of this whole situation is everyone looking for this this girl that was born from a re- replicant, and they think she's the answer, 
but maybe if something is born from a replicant, they can't function properly I like in the that. environment. I like that idea. And so it like everyone's thinking this is the answer, but it turns out it's, like it's not really yeah. an answer. I, I, I took That'll it as... That'll be an interesting subplot, and they have to hide it and all that stuff in the next... Yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. But the fact that she has a memory, which is false, that her parents had off-world papers to go, and then she came down and was sick, and then that's where she was put... And it's literally in the middle of nowhere, and she like she actually works for Leto, who like, it's hidden in plain sight. Like, well, she doesn't work for them. Her co- she's the a company consultant or yeah, whatever. She's but, like, too. she does. Yeah. Because um, I did really like the irony of the thing he's been looking for. He's actually interacted with. Right. Like, and I like, thought that was awesome. I I think she's just been lied to the whole time. I think it could go either way. But yeah. But that would be a weird third movie though. You pull her out and she just dies. In. In my understanding, where she's not being lied to, how I took this <laughs> end scene though was that he was just gonna finally meet her, and then he was gonna disappear again. You know what I mean? Yeah, but then you have to like construct a dialogue that's not like super cheesy. I don't know. I think it was the easiest well, thing for them to do was to. Well, end I just, there. I just wanted to see a shot of her seeing the horse. Maybe no, no, her understanding that that's. Her dad. Maybe she yeah, can't some act. Some sort of. <laughs> no, she <laughs> could she though. Did great. When she was yeah. looking in, and the the memory was wrecking her, and you uh, didn't even see it when she was looking at it. And just her constructing the memories with her weird uh, fidget spinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do hickey fidget spinner. Yeah. I loved. I loved all of her scenes. Those were so cool. But yeah, and, and that's just how it ends with the hand on the glass. But like even. <sighs> I am your father. Like who who set her up in that place? We don't know. Well. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of confused by. That place is it, a lot of money. Well, it implies to me that she was bought from the orphanage. And then maybe she was doing some sort of other job. And they find out she had a great imagination. So they just put her to work. Was she ever actually in the orphanage? No, she was. Because that was her memory. That was her memory, yeah. And that, and that goes even to explaining why, like, why it doesn't make sense that she just fell ill when she was about to go off world. "Quote unquote." I don't know. Things happen. Well, I think the the she wasn't going to go off world. I think that was definitely a lie, and I think that was to protect her as a part of the whole yeah, like Deckard thing. Because her dad's gone and her mom died at childbirth, so she doesn't have parents that have tickets. But she doesn't know. to go off. Yeah. yeah, she didn't say her parents were dead. Right, but yeah. well, she, well, she thinks she was left by her that her parents. parents went and left her behind. I don't know. I just in I just think it makes it a really interesting kind of just twist that everyone's looking for this cure and it's not really a cure. Like I don't know. That's just how I took it. Um, but yeah, that's that's Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and I personally really enjoyed it. It's a very long movie, and uh, but I definitely think it's worth your it free time. Think. Yeah, I think both of them do. Yeah, I think these are great examples of sci fi movies because they're not all about the science fiction aspect of it. They're just these philosophical questions involving the technology. Yeah, it's not over the top right. effects and weird weirdness going on. Right. It, I think it rides that line perfectly of where it's, you know, it shows all this crazy new technology and an interesting future, but it really keeps it like a personal story. So I I really enjoy these movies and I, I do hope they make a third one. I just hope it's not I just hope it's not Terminator Salvation, because <laughs> I would not enjoy that. A story of discovery and hope, and love, and, and love. joy, and joy, yeah. and joy. Don't forget joy. What I'm about still peace? mad about that. 
I, I know we moved past it, but like I'm upset. <laughs> yeah. That broke me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't tell. <laughs> you know what? Now that we're moving into the how would you fix it, I'll go first. She really had feelings <laughs> for Ryan Gosling. I fixed it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Re-release. Would you rather her be a real human? No, I like the idea of her just being the sentient hologram because it's because mm. they're playing with this whole idea of the replicants feeling emotions. And I like the souls. idea. Yeah, I like the idea of this, you know, this product that he bought to just feel more human ended up having the same effect. I don't know. I you liked just, it. You just want to buy a wife. I just want to buy. Isn't that what a we wife. all want? <laughs> or we think we want? <laughs> But my real, how would you fix it? I I really don't have that much I can nitpick at. I mean, it's not a perfect movie, but in terms of its plot and whatnot, I enjoyed pretty much all of it. Yeah. I think I would cut some of it down. I think, I think it's a little long. Yeah, if I'm honest, I think you can cut down a lot of the like the Harrison Ford fight scene with Ryan Gosling doesn't necessarily need to exist, and if you have it, it could be a lot shorter. I liked it, but I from just a time aspect, yeah. I and then I would know. fix. I would definitely get rid of Robin Wright's confused feelings for uh, Gosling. I didn't like that at all. Hmm. Yeah, I that's definitely. Him. I would get rid of that. Yeah. John? I feel like the pace could have been a little faster, maybe, but could, like they didn't necessarily need to fill everybody in if you hadn't seen the first one, type of thing. Do you think? Well, and they didn't. A... I think the longest part of the movie they had a lot of shots of just the scenery. Um, well, the first one does too, and it's but it's that noir style that it's I wouldn't like. That's why I kind of shrugged when you said pace, because I'm like, because then it kind of takes away from the theme, like the overarching themes these movies try to do, which is that noir style. Mm. So I, I feel did, like it I just think be a different movie. At least the dialogue, like, there's a lot of dialogue, and it was usually meaningful, um, which was good in my opinion. It just it felt a little slow, but I guess it was kind of a noir. I don't know. Honestly, take the resistance part out. You can take Completely. that out. I don't like it. Do you, would you change it to instead of uh, replicant resistance, they're just re- replicants in hiding? Like they're just ones that they've formed their own yeah, community because sure. they're all in hiding? I just yeah. I don't. So I was thinking about that too. That's got to only be there because they're planning on doing a third one. Or they were hoping to do a third one. That's got to be the only reason. Because if, if you take it out, you lose nothing. Yeah. It's just... And it's it's so weird to do AI resistance movies like this because, and I, I've had this conversation with people about Westworld where like it's very clear that the whole idea behind Westworld is like not necessarily like robot rebellion and uprising, but it's this idea of like should they rise against us? Don't we deserve it? And it's one of those things like yeah, you can talk about it, but at the end of the day, I'm never gonna feel like the robots are the heroes because. Just something about that, and it may just be me, something about that immediately puts me in the mindset of, like, I don't want to be wiped out by sentient robots. Yeah, (laughs) and not everyone is going, like, I feel if we had a lot of sentient replicants and robots and all that stuff, I don't think the first thing out of my mouth when I saw one was, good job, skin job, little skinner. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. You know, like, some people are like that, and that's, you know, not great, but I'm not like that. I don't deserve to die for those people. What if you're raised in... I mean, if you weren't the age you are now. What if I was, I was raised, raised in Alabama and I it's, had the Confederate? Like, yeah, I think it's the same parallel as like slavery and all this other stuff. Well, we uh, I, well, we okay. outgrew our taste for it or something. Yeah. Or, so I agree with that to an extent, but one of the that reasons line. that it bothers me with the artificial intelligence thing is because 
it's not as much like a racial thing. It's not as much a, you know, country to country thing. They're not it's humans. It's legitimately a completely different species. But so, Mark, we but created this, In but history, a lot of people look at other races and look at them as less than, not I, even yes, human. But I what's ju- the turning point for all of this? It's when we realize that these things have emotions and feelings and what we identify them to be as human. That's what makes them human. Therefore, we must treat them the same. But when we gave them that ability. I don't know. It's just. But they know. usually develop that on their own, right? Like Dude. they these replicants. These re- yeah, they develop these feelings and emotions, not because we wanted them to have them, but we gave them a baseline. And then they extended that on their own. They came to on their own. They adapted to their environment. No. No, no, no. Love's conversation with the woman at the beginning being like, we can make them as realistic as you want, but I don't think you would want anything more than just people that follow the rules unless you wanted pleasure models. Yeah, I'm wondering if a lot of them are... They were programmed the that ones way. And that's why off- Leto respected Tyrell so much because he was able to do this stuff and he can't replicate and he doesn't know why. But like all this stuff was programmed into them I think, but, the ability but then, to but, have those emotions. But then you have uh, Ryan Gosling's character who like yeah. breaks free from himself. Well, because not he's because not... he's programmed to do that, but because, I don't even know. doesn't really explain it. Yeah, I kind of interpreted that more as a... I think Blade Runners are given a little bit more like free reign in terms of emotions so they can think kind of more outside the box, be more empathetic. I think they're given more analytical power, but I don't think they're given well, any no, more emotional but power. But the line... But see, I think, I think a lot of the analytical strength and, like, detective work kind of thing can come from empathetic understanding because then you begin to think like the person you're going after. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I, maybe I, just, we never, yeah, I just don't think we ever see that that's how no, they find anybody. Well, yeah, and that's one of the things I was getting at when Ryan Gosling finds the serial code is, like, we're never really given a great understanding of their abilities. So, yeah. The line when um, One-Eyed Chick goes, we one all wanted to be the one or something. How many people have the memory of well, the horse? I took that more as, like, we all want to be special. You know what I mean? Like, but why I does he have that memory? Why does he have it? Because the girl that made the implants. Yeah, they do. They never explain why he has that memory. Right. He is special. So I think that he is. I mean, oh, I took that as everybody else had, or uh, uh, a lot of other people had the memory. Because she, the, she said it was illegal to put real memories in replicants. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah. right. And this is a real memory. So is she, is he the the replicated one? The male yeah. that disappears. Yeah, that's what I think. I, like they oh, never. Ryan Gosling's the male yeah. in that I think situation. He's the, I, he's not the woman, the girl, because we always think it's the guy that was the actual biological one, and the girl was the rep, yeah. replica of the replica. But I think you flip them, and that's why he has that memory because it's hers. The I, best memories were always hers. I like that. That makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, we need to wrap it up, but I just want to ask one last question. Do it. Would you guys have? Per- do you like the structure that it is right now in terms of it ends up being the girl that makes the memories? Or would you guys actually have thought it was okay if Ryan Gosling was, you know, the child? I like it being the girl. I thought it was heavy handed if it was Ryan Gosling. Oh, the movie. It, I, it being the girl was awesome because it made. So, you know, for you, joy is real. But <laughs> for weird. everyone else, the joy is a false flag. You'll say that. But then, like, not only is joy false but everything ryan god you know everything Kay thought was also wrong and so it's just like a complete the world is nothing 
So it would have been predictable if Ryan was. Yeah, because it was trying to hit you very hard that, like, Ryan Gosling's the guy. Ryan, Ryan Gosling's the guy. Ryan Gosling, he's not the guy. Oh, my. Table In flip. Typical noir fashion. Dick wolfed. You really did. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think I. I re- the first time watching this, I should say, I really just committed to it and was just like, okay, so Ryan Gosling. I didn't, I wasn't mad about it, but I was just like, oh, they didn't really take any like crazy dramatic turns with this. And then when it ends up being the girl, I thought that was brilliant because they really played that very well. Like I would not have guessed it was that girl, 100%. Like, and then I think, like I said earlier, it makes it so much better when you go back and watch yeah, you that go back, scene. It holds up. Everything yeah, really, everything makes up. sense. I also think he's the guy, too, and it goes with Harrison Ford and Jared Leto's conversation when he's like, maybe your whole point was to meet Rachel and fall in love. Maybe Ryan Gosling's whole point was to wind up killing Batista and starting out this whole Start story. the whole thing. Like, he was supposed to find the tree. He was supposed to find the numbers that coincided with the memory that was implanted in him to start looking. So it was just supposed to, yeah. Oh, okay, no that was, that was just the last real question That's I wanted to ask one. you guys. John, did you answer yours? Did you answer? Okay, yeah, sorry. I just didn't want to leave you out. Okay, Thanks. I'm just I'm in my own world. Joy's not real. I just love is dead. Love's dead. <laughs> no Coco. Oh yeah, Coco too. Coco. R.I.P. Coco. R.I.P. Coco. Uh, okay, so yeah, that's gonna wrap it up, and that was the end of sequels. So we finished up sequels. Um, before I really close this out, I want to make a two announcements one our next one is going to be superhero summer we're going to do superheroes we're going to do one superhero movie we really enjoy one we really hate or not necessarily hate but one that we find disappointing i should say uh and on top of that our next couple we're going to try out a new format uh it's going to cut down on our time uh and i think it would just be a little bit more it'll just be more different style we won't go minute by minute through the movie uh, we're just going to have general conversations about it. If you don't like that idea and you do like our current format, Too let bad. us know. <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> Unsubscribe. Let us, this ain't a democracy. <laughs> Go to hell. I was going to say, let us know. Email us at tmftpodcast at gmail.com or let us know on Twitter at tmftpodcast. And then and, we'll tell you where to put it. And if we find out enough people liked our original format, we'll go back to it. But we're just going to try something new out. And uh, so just expect that on the next episode. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's it. Any last words, guys? All right. You don't, you know, you, <laughs> we're, it's a podcast. Don't just nod. Um, <laughs> I shook my head no. <laughs> As did I. <laughs> I saw. All right. <laughs> That's going to wrap it up. Uh, this has been the Too Much free, po- free Time Podcast. I think we all agree this movie was definitely worth your free time. And uh, Shaking our heads, yes. yes. Yeah, shaking the head, Shaking yes. head affirmatively. <laughs> and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>